I'm speaking with Gary Zimmerman, and this is our final um, chat for the year 2020. Quite a year, Gary. That's for sure, Paul. Well, uh, Gary, the Fed continues to be in the news, so I have some questions, including a couple of questions on this week's uh, what appears to be poor economic news about consumers. And last week, the Fed policy meeting and then what's happening with COVID relief. So that's the direction we're going in. Okay. Well, hi, Paul. Thank you. And uh, Merry Christmas and season's greetings and a happy and healthy new year and economy to all. Um, Paul, um, let's how about starting with the easy questions about consumer spending in the economy today and in fact, Paul, may, may Santa bring you only easy questions about a better economy next year? Okay, then I've seen reports all week that both consumer confidence and retail sales were weak. Can uh, falling consumer confidence and weaker than expected retail sales affect the economic outlook? Paul, these two indicators, consumer confidence and retail sales, often tend to move together. Uh, they're very important since consumer spending accounts for about 70% of gross domestic product or GDP, you know, the overall measure that we use to, to see how track the economy's production or output for a year. Um, so consumers, when they get worried about jobs, a slowing economy, uh, or financial problems, usually respond by cutting back on their spending, and that slows economic growth. So this is something that the economists watch carefully, consumer confidence and how it affects consumer spending. Uh, for clues to what to expect now for you know, retail sales and then you know, overall consumer spending and the overall economy. Okay, Gary. So with COVID surging, customers are worried about businesses and jobs, therefore obviously spending less. Um, or if they are without a job, many workers and families may not have anything to spend. Yes, Paul, and that's why the COVID relief package that we thought was finally agreed on in Congress and passed this week is so important to the overall health of the economy. You know, I think one family's spending is another's income, and so when folks stop spending, it affects you know others as well. And now with the COVID-19 resurging and renewed business restrictions and workers who are now anxious about deteriorating labor markets, for example, the recent survey showed that you know, more workers are reporting that jobs are harder to find and fewer are reporting that jobs are plentiful. You know, that's, a, that's not a good sign. And as the economy slows, uh, the surveys of uh, you know, consumer confidence, like the survey released by the Confidence Board this week, shows a sizable deterioration in consumers' evaluation of the sort of the present situation for the economy. In this latest survey, about twice as many uh, respondents found that economic conditions are bad compared to good. And so these are all, you know, warning signs for us coming from this survey. You know, on the positive side from the survey, the the near for the near future, consumers are actually a little bit more optimistic. For the, over the next six months, maybe that's a vaccine effect. Um, and they were a little more optimistic both about the economy and, and jobs. So, you know, they also are expecting to spend more on appliances as, you know, they cut back on spending on vacations and travel and entertainment. You certainly know, know about that one. Um, yeah, that's a business that I used to be in at one time. <laughs> well, we won't get into that today. <laughs> Gary, retail sales uh, data released by the government uh, last week were also weak, and that seems consistent with a slowing economy, surging COVID, and deteriorating consumer confidence. What's your take on that? 
Yes, Paul, the Commerce Department's uh, November advanced release sales uh, numbers were down 1.1% in, in uh, November from October, and the October numbers were down slightly from September. So that's two months of weakening sales. That's, you know, that's a bad sign, particularly when you combine it with the uh, slowing weakness in consumer confidence. You know, on the positive side, on a year-over-year-ago comparison, the numbers don't look so bad. Uh, but these recent declines in consumer spending, you know, it's kind of what we might expect to see with the weakening economy, weakening economy and with rising sales and concerns about the rising concerns about the recovery coming from consumers as they are experiencing a resurgence in COVID and, you know, having to respond to that as well. Well, Gary, uh, let's shift gears here. The Fed did meet last week, and what did they do or say about monetary policy and the economy? Well, Paul, let's let's start first with how close the Fed is to meeting its two policy goals that Congress has, sets for the Federal Reserve. So, the Fed's two policy goals, the two percent inflation rate, um, were you know they're projecting um, in their projections that they released last week. They they're expecting only about a one point two percent inflation figure for uh, overall inflation for 2020, um, and their full employment goal, and that would be about four uh, percent. You know, their December 2020 projections are you know, 6.7% unemployment, about where it is in, in November. So, you know, so far the Fed is far from both goals and COVID is making it more difficult to meet those goals. Um, and so that adds to the risk, uh, economic risks that the policymakers are facing. So the, you know, the Fed continued with a very stimulative monetary policy, very low interest rates, you know, things that are designed to help boost economic growth. Fed did announce, you know, uh, no changes to its interest rate policy tools, which we would expect. Um, the target range for the overnight federal funds interest rate remains at nearly at zero, zero to a quarter of a percentage point. Um, so, you know, interest rates remain very low. Um, and, you know, in their policy projections, I think this is also important. The uh, Fed policymakers expected this rate that most of them that to stay there through 2023. So at least another three years of very low, uh, near zero short-term interest rates. Now, the one one announcement was important was that, that they will continue to make monthly purchases of U.S. Treasury securities, about $80 billion there, and another $40 billion of uh, federal agency mortgage-backed securities. Um, and these are, these are, you know, these are other actions that are designed to support, support economic growth. Um, and, you know, this is a policy that helps the recovery as well. So, you know, the Fed is worried about the recovery and the, the risks caused by COVID that we're, you know, seeing take place and, you know, have the potential to harm the economy, as we obviously saw earlier in the year. So, Gary, you mentioned that the Fed policymakers published their economic projections for the economy for 2020 through 2023. Can you uh, briefly tell us what the Fed policymakers are expecting for the next couple of years? Uh, well, Paul, I'll try and be brief, but uh, you know me. Uh, yeah, these are the new Fed policymaker projections that were released uh, December 16th. Um, and and you know, I think they probably uh, include some expectations that there would be a COVID uh, relief package. Um, so in terms of growth, they're fairly optimistic uh, for 2021, expecting a 
the median projection was 4.2% annual rate of growth in, in GDP is so seeing the economy rebounding from the 2020 recession. You know, when in 2020, they're expecting the economy to shrink by 2.4%. Um, in 2022, continued strong growth, 3.2% uh, uh, annual rate. That's, you know, that's you know, uh, the, they're expecting, you know, a long run about 1.8% you know, would be average growth for the economy. So these two years, as, as the economy rebounds from the recession, will should show growth that's pretty strong. Um, that leads to falling unemployment rates, uh, ending 2021 at about, you know, 5% compared to the 6.7% we're at today and in ending 2022 at 4.2%. They see inflation rising to 1.8% in 2021 from the 1.2% the they're expecting this year, 1.9% uh, in 2022. So it's still, you know, still below their 2% goal. Um, so that, you know, allows them to continue with a strong monetary policy. And so they're not expecting an increase in those short-term federal funds target rate, uh, at least again through 2023. And so it's a, it's a good outlook. I'd add the disclaimer that, you know, this was, you know, used by, used, that was, this is the disclaimer from the Federal Open Market Committee statement last week by the Fed that, you know, a lot again depends on COVID relief and, and, and COVID and, you know, how we respond to it. So that's, that's the big question mark. Well, Gary, uh, look like uh, as of yesterday morning, the House and Senate uh, and Republicans and Democrats, they all agreed on a compromise uh, second uh, COVID relief package of about, what, $900 billion. That was going to replace the expiring spring CARES COVID relief package uh, of programs that are expiring in the next few days. But then, out of the blue, the president objected to the compromise and is threatening a veto. And, um, you know, they're saying he should have maybe got involved early on, but this is what happened. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Well, Paul, that's the critical question for Congress and the outgoing administration, because, you know, essentially they have run out of time. And, um, you know, like you and many others, I think I'm shocked. You know, COVID relief is needed now before people lose their jobs, before businesses fail, you know, uh, before the economy starts you know, going into a downward spiral. So, you know, next month may be too late for millions of workers and their family, for businesses and their owners and employees. Uh, you know, so in the big picture for the overall economy, this is really really critical that this is done now. And, it, you know, it looked like all the pieces were in place for that to happen until the president decided to, to come in at, you know, past the last minute, um, adding something else. So this is a, you know, it looks like dangerous brinkmanship that could hurt most of us in the end. And, you know, I kind of think COVID relief must pass now or millions of unemployed workers and their families and businesses will fail. And, you know, that just adds to the economic plight for, you know, this whole economy. So it's it's a scary prospect. One last question, Gary. Uh, since we are doing forecasts, uh, do you expect Santa to arrive on time this Christmas or how is he affected by this? <laughs> well, Paul, that's a tough one in a pandemic, but I'm going to say, of course, uh, been pretty consistent over the years, um, you know, and I'll be listening to his progress and see his it's tracked from the North Pole, just like everybody else. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he's bringing us a, a good economy for uh, 2021 and beyond. So <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays and a happy and healthy new year to KVMR and uh, the economy and to everyone. So all the best. 
Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Talk to you next year. <laughs> Sounds good, Foss. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance. Thank you.